Five things I have learned about being planet-wise. How can you rally the reef before seeing it? This week, it is six months since I began this imperfect project. Six months since, I, since my perception of how we care for our planet became so disillusioned that I felt compelled to add my small voice to the big world. Six months since the spark of belief was that if we can do it, then anyone can and the belief that we are all connected, and if we all believe, we can individually make a difference and share ideas. We can create a direct positive impact and a collective positive pressure. Six months which began with the naive thought that we were doing a lot of good things already, but soon realising how much more we could do ourselves as a family to help the planet. But then a realisation that this humbling discovery is not a failure, but can be energy to learn and change just our little world. And by starting small, you can do it. You have time and it does make a difference. This week's change is therefore not a change. It is a reflection and a contribution. The reflection that starts not with my own words, but the words of another. The quote that opens this week's entry is from a young woman on a Colombian island and is taken from the Red Bull Storyteller series of many documentaries that you can watch. The reason for this is because whatever I do to change often comes from the inspiration of others, connections that I've read about, people who I've spoken to, virtual worlds I have the privilege of entering, those who are both passionate and relentless in their purpose, who stand on top of a mountain of plastic trash or who suffer hardships at the hand of human intervention, or who believe in local community in a world of individuals and global corporations, and instead of getting angry, they think, how can this be different? In the case of Red Bull, the cynical view would be that this global brand of energy drinks is using an engaging narrative of human spirit to sell cans of drink. What I love about this example is not what Red Bull is, but what they are doing that instead of direct promotion, they're using their ability to be recognised to create a, plat a platform for others. Take this a layer deeper, and I stumbled across the video in a regular update that I received from Ocean Bottle, who I discovered back in February when trying to find good solutions to disposable or on-the-go drinks. Ocean Bottle makes reusable bottles, but it is more than that. Each ocean bottle funds the collection of 11.4 kilograms of ocean-bound plastic, equivalent to 1,000 plastic bottles, and stops them from entering our oceans, at source. You can also read about that or sign up for their weekly content. So the thread continues. Those with a purpose and a platform do not guard or protect ideas. They share and hope others do the same, to promote ideas, not products. What organisations such as this also do that I find inspirational is that they understand that solving the planet's biggest problems means they have to step inside the problem and see it from the point of view of others. We can all be told that a product is simply the best, but as the saying goes, if you have to tell people that you are cool, you are probably not that cool. By providing a platform for others to inspire, it allows the thread to extend to the inspirational individual. You can be cynical about a brand, but you cannot be cynical about a true purpose or a cause. And you cannot help but to be moved by the individuals who live with the problems that others are trying to solve. If this makes us feel more warm towards a brand, then I think we should get comfortable with that. In the end, we are still consumers. We still have a choice. It is also inspirational because it gives me hope about the individual. Being planet-wise was about the difference that each individual can make 
and about how we are all connected. If an individual from Tierra Bomba can find their way to a global platform, then there must be a way for so many more positive messages to find a connection. If we all create platforms for each other and share great ideas, then it does not need a big brand and a tiny island thousands of miles away. It just needs us sharing with each other, understanding each other more and being a platform for each other. The second part of this week's post is a contribution from my very small platform, my very small voice. It is what I've learned so far. When thinking about what to write about what I've learned, there was a temptation to write a summary of all the things we have done over the last six months. 25 things you can do to be more plant-wise has a nice ring to it. I then went back to the original motivation for keeping this diary and the original frustrations that I felt with the divisive nature of opinion on the planet. I went back to the original disillusion I had about how I could make a difference. I remember feeling that list of things to do just added to the feeling that expectations were just too big. 101 changes, of which 99 seemed unachievable based on the deep habits and the lifestyle we have, and therefore that anything we could achieve would just be a would just be as pointless as picking one plastic straw out of a continent made of plastic straws. It made me realise that making a list of prescriptive changes is against what I wanted to achieve through being planet-wise. Being planet-wise was more about the power of collective positive change and common ground. Finding common ground and finding connections and small changes and the power in believing we can all make a difference. Here are therefore five things that have worked for me and our family. It is not a list of things to do, because we are all different and have our own pressures in life. I hope instead it is a list of considerations about how we make any of our day-to-day decisions that can motivate small changes. We are also not activists or scientists, and so this list will be as imperfect as we are. Number 1. Recycling is a last resort. I believe that recycling was the pinnacle of being kind to the planet. I believe that washing more yoghurt pots was the path to sustainable glory and accolade. We should recycle, but recycling is only one of the three arrows that we see on our boxes and bags, on our packets and tins. The other two, reduce and reuse, can even remove the need for recycling, and at the heart of this is the common ground of consideration. Consideration when we make a purchase. Any purchase. If we firstly think about whether we need something, then it is amazing what we might not need. By this I don't mean immediate and huge shifts in behaviour, more so fighting our natural and forgivable human instinct to be impulsive. By leaving items in our online basket for 24 hours before making a purchase to make sure we really love it. By resisting the urge to jump in the car to the drive through and to jump into the fridge or store cupboard instead, at least sometimes. If we then think about how it was made and where it came from, we can make choices in this knowledge. This goes from everything from staple to luxury. Everything was created somehow, by nature or by humans. Everything came from somewhere. We live in a world of alternatives, and by asking or researching for a few moments, you can always find something that was produced more locally or in a kinder way. We don't need to boycott all supermarkets or only wear hemp. Finally, looking after our stuff and thinking about what happens when we are done with it is a lost art. If we look after our toys or our books, then someone else can enjoy them afterwards. Using old containers to store food does not photograph well, but the pasta doesn't mind. 
being less quick to trash things because most things that are broken can be fixed. Number two, the problem is not always the problem. We have a habit of listening and reacting about what something is called, rather than listening and hearing where common ground might exist. A committed vegan would disagree with a passionate farmer about many topics. The vegan might point to animal welfare, but the farmer would in return defend the respect they have for their animals and their care. Those who fish our reefs have a love for the ocean and the fish that many would find hypocritical. The common ground might be the commoditization of any food. Bees shouldn't be shipped around to pollinate plants, bones shouldn't be jet washed, rivers shouldn't be diverted to irrigate crops, animals shouldn't live in tiny cages. No matter if it is meat, a fish, a plant, the production should not upset the balance of nature in an unsustainable fashion. And we should never, ever pay £3 for the life of a chicken. I feel really strongly about that. It is often how we use things, not exactly what they are, that is important. Considering this means we can realise that we seem to have lots of different ways of saying the same thing. We say we should be zero plastic, but what we are saying is perhaps that we are against the disposable nature of our mass consumption. Labels are dangerous shortcuts that pitch us against each other. There is, a, there is positive opportunity everywhere to make a change, and positive common ground everywhere that we don't realise exists. We have to listen and hear each other, and seek it out. Number three, nature is amazing. Nature is fabulous, calming, enduring and still. Not much happens in nature in each moment, but it is slow and relentless. Nature has existed, adapted and continued to exist at its own pace, despite the accelerating pace of our own lives. Reminding ourselves of this, however we can, is good for the planet, but also good for mental health. Looking after a pot of basil can teach you as much about nature as trying to cultivate the perfect allotment and can give you a moment of quiet. Nature does also not give style points. If we want to grow something, then as long as we care for it, then it doesn't matter what it looks like. We should be proud of our imperfect attempts, because we tried. Nature won't judge and will never, ever like your Instagram posts, but nature will reward you for your care by giving you joy. We should take walks, stare out of the window. If we have space on our desks, we can fill it with green and then start each workday by taking half a minute to tend to it. By taking little opportunities to be closer to nature, we will perhaps remember more often, for example, about the football pitch of trees and habitats that are destroyed each minute, all over the planet. There is even something therapeutic about putting your nose really into the ground, even in your garden or in a park, and really smelling the soil. It sounds odd and looks even odder, but it is wonderful. Nature just does and is. Number four, we all have time. Most of the little changes that we have made in the last six months can be planned in the time it takes to have a cup of coffee, and that includes sourcing better coffee. Start small, make tiny changes, and it is possible. It helps also to be planned. Planning and being organised has become unfashionable in our hyper-connected world. It is beneath us to be organised, when we can outsource anything we need with a click or a swipe. However, if we, take half, if we take a half hour each week to plan a menu for the following week, then we can be more resourceful and less wasteful. Even if we don't exactly stick to all of it, if we mostly stick to it, then it becomes a difference. It can also become a habit, and 30 minutes becomes 20 becomes 10. 
Lack of time is also common ground. The gift of time will never be refused. If we use our three minutes of time on our tiny screens during the morning coffee run to like or share information that can make others all be better organised, less wasteful and more planet-wise, then these tiny changes can change the world. A world that could have a positive cycle of helping each other and being kind, rather than a negative cycle of competing, boasting and ultimately all feeling a bit more sad than before. Number five, planet-wise can also mean human-wise. Being aware of our planet and trying to be kind to our planet is also, being, is also about being kind to each other. Just as the ground we walk on and the air we breathe is important, so are the people we share it with. Some changes that appear to be kind to the planet are just kind. It is better to pick up litter as much for the creatures who might accidentally eat it, as it is for those humans who might enjoy the beaches or the countryside that we also enjoy. In some ways, respecting our planet is about putting ourselves in the shoes of others and understanding others. It is about making a moral commitment to be kind and to understand and be accountable to each other. This is what I believe motivates many of the inspirational people I have discovered as part of the last six months of this project. Many of the discoveries I have made as we have made our small changes are about individuals, institutions and organisations who have made a moral commitment to the planet. They might have started to change their own behaviour because of something they have observed, but then they have gone further and made our planet's problems their own by putting themselves in the metaphorical shoes of the planet and the actual shoes of some of those on it, and then figuring out how they can change it for good. This is done through learning and by being part of the conversation, by being a small voice in a big discussion. I have said before that we are all at the same party here on planet Earth, and frankly, right now, the party is not going too well. I join the dance floor and something it, and sometimes it can feel like you're dancing alone and it can feel foolish. It is about seeing the reef so you can value the reef. By understanding the problem so you can contribute to the solution. It also means that my brains are strange things. Last night, I had a dream that I was working in the world's first plastic mine, picking away at the walls and filling buskets and filling buckets with plastic chips that were being shipped to somewhere faceless I couldn't see. I still can't work I still can't work out if that was a wonderful dream or a dystopian nightmare. I would also add that after six months I am already thinking about the next twelve months and what the next planet wise challenge can be. Making small changes work. It is climbing up a hill step by step. It is pausing along the way. It is to take a backward step in order to in order to take two forwards. It is making choices that you think are right and being as thrilled by the mistakes and the failures as by the successes, as they are a chance to learn. Small changes mean that if you are having a bad day or a bad week, you can look back at the good days and the good weeks to remind yourself how far you have come and to galvanise you to continue.